Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Indestructible Podcast, the podcast for the people, the podcast that can never die. I am your host, the Indestructible Danny Cano, and today I'm sitting here with the talented filmmaker Alejandro Montoya Marin. Alejandro, how are you today, my friend? Really good, man. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So, Alejandro, as a filmmaker, we've heard a lot about you. We've we've been in contact with your team, telling us uh, a lot about your incredible journey. And the first question that we like to ask our guests on the show is, how did you get to where you are today? Uh, really, really loving film and really, really seeing that it's the only thing I want to do. I think it's just something I've always wanted to do, man. So, I mean, how do how do I have I gotten here by trials and errors, going to school, PAing, doing art, doing producing, ADing, directing, editing, and then directing, directing, which was always what I wanted to do. But I felt that in order to become a good director, I had to pass through all the stages and all the positions. So I, you know, I gripped a lot. I PA'd a lot, man. I did, uh, I PA'd for like, uh, what's a big show? I mean, one episode of Breaking Bad, but no, the other one was In Plain Sight. In plain sight, I did, I, I, you know, like I worked at grip houses to know how the equipment works. And that way I, I felt like I would be justified in requiring something ridiculous to like the crew that I'm like, come on, man, you know how hard that would be. Like, I don't know, you know, like it makes me put myself in everyone's position or everyone's shoe. I love that, Alejandro, because I feel like that's something that people need to hear is that you need to be willing to put in the work and you need to be willing to understand all spectrums of, let's say, film to fully become well-versed. Because I think that oftentimes, like you stated, people want to be the director, people want to be the actor, people want to be this, but they don't necessarily know every little piece that goes into making the whole, you know? I think it's, uh, yeah, they see things that are like super glamorous and then that's what you see that is glamorous, that red carpet, that premiere. Everything else, it's phone calls, it's pushing the project forward when when everyone's like, nah, this costs so much, or this actor wants to do this, and it'll cost more, or this trip. It's, hey, man, it's how, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's if you want to do it, do it, and practice as soon as possible, because it doesn't get easier. I've heard people that have won Emmys for... Show running, and it's the same thing, only multiplied by four or like ten or whatever. How far away I am from them or whatever. So it's like the stages. It's, it's it goes around all the time. And speaking, you know, about putting in the work, being there, boots on the ground. You, we know that you were actually mentored by one of the the renowned filmmakers who's actually known for that, Mr. Robert Rodriguez. We know that you kind of uh, trained with him on his TV show, Rebel Without a Crew. Tell us a little bit about that learning process. What was that like? Well, I mean, like everything, it's it's it seems so far away, but like while you were there, you were grasping everything that he he was trying to teach you and you see and and again also trial and errors because I mean he didn't he didn't um come in and solve your problems. You know, he comes in, he he came in and he's like, Well, these are some options and you should choose the one you think is the best. Because ultimately that's I feel I feel like that's what directing is. It's like it's uh, what was the show? Dragon's Lair was that the name of the show? Remember where it's like you get options, and I feel yeah. like that's what filmmaking is. You start off with the you you did that. You walk through a door, and then there's three, and you're like, well, so I'm gonna go through this one, number three, and then you go to three, and there's like five, and then 
So I'm going to go four. And then that, it just starts multiplying. So he taught one of his biggest um, philosophies was to embrace uh, the, the spontaneity of it. Like, you know, like be, don't have everything figured out. It's good to be prepped, but it, there's a lot of stuff that happens at that moment that if you don't let yourself kind of go with the flow, you might block people's ideas or, or, you know, something, I don't know, whatever. Like one of the best jokes I did for my latest movie, The Unexpected, happened right there. Like, like we were fixing something. I'm like, hey, what if you do this? Like something dumb. And then I was pitching it to my friends to make me feel good about myself in case the joke sucked. But they laughed. So I was like, yeah, let's just do it. And to me, it's one of my favorite. We'll see if it lands, but I think it will. But obviously, it grew from spontaneity. I love that, Alejandro, because I feel like I'm kind of getting that vibe from you is that that's your style is going by instinct. You know, they often say that the best actors are reactors. You don't ever want to go into the scene already being prepared how you're going to approach it. You want to have that approach come naturally. You want the art form to come out with what feels truthful to yourself. Would you say that that's kind of your your style from overhearing? Well, you know, like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing in this world is totalist. And I'm and I've been very I've always been a very uh, black and white. Look at this. But I feel like now as old, I'm getting my gray this time. As time goes by, I think there's a lot of gray. There's a lot of gray. And I'm saying it just to like what I'm trying to picture is what I'm saying is if you come fully prepared, like you were saying, as an actor, you block the ability of bouncing up ideas that maybe lead to something greater. Maybe it doesn't start that way, but after like a back and forth, a back and forth, you escalate to a fourth or fifth level where the joke is prime. It's killing. It's perfect. And you probably wouldn't have taken that risk. So I feel like the filmmaking is the same way. You know, you have to have how the movie is going to end or, you know, where it's going. Like you have to have things that are cemented, tattooed, branded, however you want to call it into the structure of what you want the movie to go. But then there's stuff that actors and I don't know, maybe my director of photography saw crank too the other day. And he's like, Hey, what do we do this with this camera? We throw it. And I'm like, Oh my God, genius. Let's do it. You know, you gotta be able to uh, pivot. I yep. think. And that's his lifelong lesson. Always embrace the unexpected. I love that. I love that. And, you know, speaking of unexpected, we know that you're also a music video director and writer. Tell us a little bit yeah. about that process. Like, obviously, we, we know that artists, musicians can be a little bit opinionated with their opinions with how things should go on a set. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that process. What has that experience been like? You know, I haven't had I don't think I, I don't think I've 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 been I've been paired with a band or a musician that's just ridiculously difficult. You know, like I and, and, and maybe I say that, too. But then what if uh, I get a chance to direct Taylor Swift's uh, music video? I'd be like, yeah, man, let, let her get away with some shit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I said one cuss word. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like I say that now, but I've been lucky that I've been I've been very um I try to make the artist, the producer, the actors, whomever hires me to show that I'm I love what I do and in my decisions are only going to be based on what I think is better or best for the project. Mm -hmm. Um uh whether for laughs or whatever. And I think that that's 
I've been lucky that I've been, you know, since developing the project with the music video creator, we come up with the idea where that would go, what the style would be. And, and if they feel apprehensive, I'm all about like, Hey man, let's talk about it. Let me give you some examples. And uh, yeah, try to, I'm very upfront. I'm like, do you want me to create something or do you want me to just point the camera where you tell me? Like, just mm. be upfront. I love that. And my and mind goes to overtime. <laughs> yeah. And, and from what I'm, I'm hearing, Alejandro, it kind of sounds like every person that you collaborate with, it kind of seems like they came at the right time and you kind of became almost as one in the creative process. Because we all know oftentimes, sometimes it could be like fire and water when it comes mm -hmm. to collaboration. But you definitely seem like the type of person that when it comes down to it, we're all in this to create the best possible product, the best possible yeah. piece of film, what have you, you know? I When I was younger, I mean, I guess when I was younger, you have that chip in your shoulder. I'm Latino, so, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to prove so much so much and. And not just, you know what I'm saying? Like in other things that I'm very, maybe very apprehensive, like it has to be my way. I got to show, I got to prove myself. And as time goes by, you start forgetting that at the, uh, at the end of the day, I'm, it's going to say it's directed by me. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. so whatever your opinion may be, I'm like, yeah, you know, that one doesn't work. It's, mm. you know, I don't throw, I don't hit all home runs. So mm. You know, just don't be offended at the, of course, I'm going to listen. And then there's times where it's like, hey, right now, no, it's not the time. we got a crew hanging from, a, from a, uh, a rig and there's a shark and let's talk about it later. Maybe we'll talk about it. And then when we talk about it, if it works great and if it doesn't, it doesn't. But yeah, I, oh, I, I, I don't want people to not have fun on my set. That's, mm. that's a given, you know, I want people to work and it's time to work because I'm very ambitious of what I'm trying to do. Like always, Oh, what's our budget. We're going to try to shoot something. So it looks like it's triple that so that's already hard. So I'm trying to also uh, have people know that they're not wasting their time, but also have fun. Because that's something that we always talk about with artists on the show. Alejandro is fostering that sense of, creativity fostering that sense where an artist can come on a set or on a music video or or anywhere and just feel like they feel safe to fully be themselves you know because i'm sure we've both worked with projects in the past that worry that didn't feel that way it didn't feel that great you know so so tell us a little bit about why it's important for you to foster that sense of community on a set oh i mean i feel that i come from very traditional parents and they didn't know how to they were just like, what is wrong with our kid? You know? And as, as time goes by and therapy and film and you're just like, it's just pent up energy and you want to prove and you want to show. And it's very, it's very hard when you see a tunnel and then you just see a light and then nothing, you know, everything else is just like, just look at this. So I, I know the angst and the, um, the repressed energy of not being yourself, man. And I mean, Again, I mean, it doesn't do I think as a director that you being your persona gives the video a more authentic look Then yeah, you should channel. It doesn't mean you're going to be my best friend. I might find you obnoxious after 12 hours, but you have to be thinking about the project. It's what's best for the project. Absolutely. 100% agree on that one, Alejandro. And, <laughs> and you know, speaking of being a well-rounded creative, I love that you venture out as well and being a performer yourself. I know as an actor, you worked on Eva Longoria's upcoming movie, her, her directorial debut, actually. Tell us a little bit about that. How was that collaboration? 
Oh man, again, like Flaming Hot was an experience. It was a it was great. I mean, the whole going to a big film festival, then it wins, and you know, you get to work with like some of the most talented people in the Latino community in Hollywood and in Hollywood, you know, so it's exciting. Um yeah, man. Funny enough, speaking of embracing the uh the 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 uh improv. A lot of I have a lot of scenes. I have a lot of scenes in that movie, and a lot of my lines are improv. Like a good oh. seven lines that I have, or six lines that I have there are improv. Mm. So like that was different parts. It's just like improv. Say what you want. I'm like, whoa, what if I say this? She's like, I love it. <laughs> nice. She was very much like that too. She's very uh, say your line, and then she gives you options to like, mm. hey, what if I do this? Especially because you know, you, you, I mean, I, I was the one there, on, uh, like kind of like I, yo me colé. That was me. <laughs> so I didn't want to be way. too loud. I was just like, tell me what to do, dude. <laughs> like, you know, like I got lucky, dog. That's all there is to it, and 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 I was grateful I was there. I love that. And, and you know, Alejandro, we oftentimes find that it's the people at the top who are the most open and the most sweetheart. It's always those people kind of who think they're on that level that always have like that strange ego trip. Right. Oh, yeah. No, dude, I um, nothing but amazing things to say about the casting crew. Like mm. no one was mean. No one was pretentious. No one was snobby. No, no. I didn't see anything like that all i saw was people laughing mm -hmm. and hanging out in between takes and oh what do we do this i don't know it was it, it's kind of cliche to just like oh it was great because people are going to be like look they're just trying to market the movie no i mean there's there's just nothing nothing is that boring people just want drama now but if you don't That's like great. this drama i will say that the behind the scenes people of flaming hot mm. Devon, Eva, Jesse, everyone, everyone, Annie, everyone was just amazing. We love to hear it. We love to hear it. And, you know, pivoting now a little bit back to your directorial past, I, I want to talk about some of your projects that people can actually view, can check out to see some of yeah. your style in action. I know that you directed Millennium Bugs. Yeah. That's currently streaming. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Millennium Bugs is my second feature film. It's a Y2K comedy about two best friends that have to like kind of figure out where they are in life while the world is figuring out the last week of 1999 and if the world's going to end. So it's a it's a retro to like Cameron Crowe, Liz Fair, Kevin Smith, Shannon Doherty, 90s. And uh, it's, you know, it's a very Latino uh, character in it named Miguel. And uh yeah, man, it's a fun movie that's available on video on demand, Apple TV, Amazon, Google Play. It's available and it just premiered last month. And uh, yeah, man, very happy about that movie. I really I'm very proud of it. I love that, Alejandro, because that's, you know, what we're all about is injecting our people in roles that are not stereotypical, creating the avenue yeah. where, where Latinos, you know, we can be actors but we don't have to play the stereotypical parts. No. So I, I oh. love your creativity, the way you, you approach that. Thanks, man. I, and it's very important. I went to a meet. I won't say who the meeting with was with, but it was a big company. And that was one of the things they're like, it's not Mexican enough. And I'm like, but you're Asian, man. Like, like, I, in my head, I was like, 
I'm from Laredo, Texas, man. Like, I know a lot of people that are Mexican-Americans. Anyway, my whole point is, yeah, like, it doesn't, it's, I'm trying to do some Millennium Bugs, if whomever is watching this, I think is my attempt of making, you understand why some creators have to bring the Latino too cartoonish? And I, it's, but I'm I'm trying to also, like, move it this way. Like, if that's cartoonish and this is more, like, leveled, I'm trying to put it right here. Because some of our unique features of being Latino is because we're Latinos. And we should embrace that. But how many more times are we going to see the chancla joke? I swear to God. I swear to God I'm going to throw my... I'll throw popcorn at the screen. I'm just like, all right, guys. Like we get it, like, you know. And also, like, write something different. <laughs> but you know, like, um, that's why I'm very proud of it. I think it's a very genuine movie, and it's very um the soundtrack. I'm very proud of the soundtrack, and it has music from from movies from Empire Records to to Mall Rats. So if you're you're a 90s person, I think you'll dig this. That sounds like a great vibe. And 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 I, I love what, what we're talking about here, Alejandro, because I feel like now more and more creators with their yeah. actual voices are being right. able to tell the stories. And like you said, not have someone who doesn't know the world tell it for them. You know, oftentimes we've seen in the past where higher ups think that they know a culture, think that they know yeah. a, a people's voice. But rather than giving someone a creator like you the opportunity to tell it truthfully, they kind of do it in just stereotypical, oh, this is how it should be, rather than yeah. truthfully how it is, you know? I think we're living in a world of options, and as long as we have more options, we're giving a vast range of what an idea could be. And it could be dialed from 10 to 1, but there's options, man. Maybe some people like that, and that's cool if you like it, man, but it's not, it's not the stuff I want to do, and it's not the stuff I want to see. Exactly. And, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about your other film as well, The Wrong Guy, which we know is an official selection at Dances with Films. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about that. The Wrong Guy. The Wrong Guy is a short film that's available on my YouTube channel, which uh, if, if, if you saw Beef, it's very similar. But we did it two years ago. All right. Uh, it's about a guy who thinks he's a who's who gets um, cut off at the supermarket and he unleashes a huge uh, task of revenge towards the person that cut him off, thinking he's a vigilante and not knowing that the person that he just did that to is a an ex-FBI agent who's going to come back for him. Dark nice. comedy. Very dark comedy. Definitely sounds like he was the wrong guy, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And on our show, Alejandro, we always have a lot of upcoming creatives that are always asking for advice from people who are already in the game doing it. Do you have any advice for any upcoming creatives and just anyone wanting to follow their dreams? It's going to take time. It's not going to take two years. I've been trying to I've been working on it for 14 years, man. It takes time. And I'm not even close to where I thought I was going to be or where I want to be. But I think with time, I'm like, no, I, I'm very happy. But I, I wish I knew and I wish I understood. Not knew because everyone tells you that. But you don't understand it. Maybe because you don't want to hear it. Maybe because you don't want to believe it. Maybe because you're like, eh, I can do better. But I think uh, embrace time. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I think that's that I think you hit the nail on the head there is that 
People think that things, especially now with our society, with instant gratification, the instant TikTok video kind of reprogramming now people's brains to just get that instant fix. I think it's important for someone who's already kind of doing their dream, following their passion to say, it's going to take time. Just stay the course and just stay strong, you know? Yeah. If you really love it, man, if you don't, I mean, if you love it, then what's the and you know that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life, then what's the point of it takes six years or 10 years? You're still going to be doing it, right? You're doing it for the rest of your life. Exactly. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. And then finally, in closing, Alejandro, we're definitely going to make sure to put all the links for your awesome short films streaming on YouTube, like The Wrong Guy, which I know was even at Kevin Smith's uh, film festival, Smod Castle. And all your other Great film festival, by the way. Fantastic. Yeah. We love Kevin. We love Kevin. Uh, I was going to say, where can people find you online? Where can people find some other streaming links? Well, I mean, I'm on I'm on Instagram. My company, Push Start Films, is on Instagram. And Millennium Bugs is on iTunes. Monday, my first feature film with Robert Rodriguez is on iTunes. And, yeah, just follow me on social media, Alejandro Montoya Marin. Or, on, yeah, on YouTube, Alejandro Montoya Marin. I, I don't really post a lot on my Facebook, but it's I post, like, a trailer here. Or here's, a, here's a new short film. Like, we're always creating. So, yeah, man. That's my name. We love to see it. Well, thank you so much, Alejandro, for coming on the show, brother. We thank appreciate you, you, and we can't wait to see what awesome things you create. Hey, really nice to meet you. I hope I can come back again. That was a great chat.